0: This is a good one, Shane. How do I help a team member who doesn't believe they need help? Ouch. Can I give you the context? Because this was a LinkedIn message and the person sent me quite a bit of detail around this. The situation is that it's a long-term team member who's got some significant blind spots and skills gaps, but they just refuse to own them and recognize them. and So this person's now like kind of loggerheads with them.
1: Um, I, I honestly, I don't envy this person at all having to, to sit in that space when the reason why is because I've been on the other side of that and I know how hard it can be when you've got something that is a blind spot for you to acknowledge that it exists. And so I think like empathy is always a really good starting point is that it's hard because I, like, I've been on the other side of that when I've had a blind spot and I'm not really sure, you know, for someone else to bring that up for me, it's really challenging. One of the things that I think you have to do is you have to find a way to hold up a mirror. And it's going to look different for everybody. But if a person can't see their blind spots, you've got to find ways to be able to highlight those. So maybe it's about, you know, for example, someone's got a project report they need to put in and you're getting, you know, three other team members' reports which are really solid in particular areas and one person's which is subpar, you need to take the time and to demonstrate between the two to go, hey, this is what I expect, but this is what we're actually getting. And can you see and ask questions about the differences between that? And in doing so, you kind of can hold up this mirror for it. I think one of the hardest things when addressing Team members that don't feel like they need feedback because we don't have really concrete examples. We go, "I don't like the way that you did that," or "I'm not sure about that," and they're often so ambiguous that a person goes, "I don't really, I can't really make sense of it." So you need to find really concrete ways of, of demonstrating those skills gaps or those those expectation gaps, so that it almost puts up a mirror for that person that they're talking to. I mean, what, what what's some of the, your ways of tackling that?
0: One of the things that I have been doing lately at my culture and leadership workshops with teams is going through the growth versus fixed mindset model, which is by Carol Dweck from her book, Mindset. Talked about it before. And her model is so helpful of just helping people to identify where they have a fixed mindset. And I would say that this person that you're dealing with has a fixed mindset. So they're not able to see their growth opportunities. And when you're not able to see your growth opportunities, it's kind of like when you go to therapy, but you don't want to be helped. It's like, well, the therapist can't help you if you don't want to be helped. Isn't that the, is that the saying?
1: I, I think so. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm asking you because you, your background is in counselling, right? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, Maybe
1: I should know the answer to that. <laughs> I'm always like, I was like the expressions, like you can't, you can lead a horse to water. I was like, that's very different. <laughs> you can't make a drink. <laughs> it's kind of the same though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't help the person that doesn't want to help themselves or you can't help someone change if they don't, have any desire to change. That's kind of the whole, you know, the ADCA model of change management. We need to build desire and awareness of the change that's needed. But if that person has no awareness and no desire, it's very difficult to do anything with that. So my first step is, okay, well, how do I create awareness? And the fixed versus growth mindset model is a really helpful tool that you could walk through with them and you could go, Okay, I want you to look at this. As a team, we want to have a growth mindset because if we have a growth mindset, we perform better, we grow, we get better results. What areas of the fixed mindset model do you think you might be having some challenges with? And like do a process. Now, that can be pretty confronting, but I just think sometimes we do have to have those confronting conversations to expose that person. Like you said, it's holding up the mirror. One of the areas for this person would be receiving feedback. So under the fixed mindset area, when we're in a fixed mindset mode, when it comes to feedback, we get defensive or we externalize the problems to other people. We blame shift. And I would just point blank be saying, hey, look, here's what I'm observing. When I give you feedback, I've noticed that you seem to deflect and you said this thing the other day when we were in a feedback meeting where you mentioned, no, that's not on me, that's on this person. What I'm noticing is that is you're externalising the problem to someone else and I'm not seeing you take ownership. I'd love to see you take ownership over this because otherwise I don't think we can reach the outcome you know, that's not the most flawless way of saying it. But I think what I'm trying to get at is we need to point to, and those, those tools like the fixed versus growth mindset tool is a really helpful way of letting someone understand where they are now versus where you need them to be and gives you language to help them understand, okay, cool, well, I need to move into the growth mindset mode. And if I don't do that, we need to paint the outcome. Mm. If they don't move into a growth mindset zone... What happens? Like what is the actual outcome of that? And I think there's lots of outcomes. Number one, that person doesn't grow. They don't progress in their career. Number two, they get overlooked for opportunities. Number three, they start to cause the team performance to drop. And what does that mean? Like so we need to unpack the impact if that person doesn't change. Yeah, They need to know. And often we don't get to that chain. Like I feel like we struggle to talk about the impact of behavior.
1: Yeah. Because that's the
0: pointy end of it.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I think we both started with a bit of a softer approach to this, which was we need to kind of like hold the mirror up. We need to elevate their awareness. We need to help them to see that they need the help. And we're also, we're kind of landing it in, in, in another approach to it, which I think probably if a person this has written this question, they've probably tried a lot of what we've already spoken about, which I think is nice that we're landing on this bit more of a direct approach. And I think there's two things to that, which is I use the feedback framework, which is observation impacted input, which is get a really clear, articulate behavior, observable behavior, demonstrate the impact of that behavior on you and on them, which you just talked about really nicely, and then seek their input on it and determine what they're what they're gonna do about it. So ask them. And if they they genuinely can't see it, then I think it it might be time to have that harder conversation where they go, is this actually the right person for our team? And a, and a phrase popped into my head that my wife uses all the time, which I think is so profound, so simple, so profound. She said, better A bad vacancy than a bad hire, and sometimes we're worried that if we lose someone from our team, they carry a lot of organizational knowledge, and then we lose that person. We have this vacancy; a lot of work becomes harder. But if you've got someone in your team who's actually not helping your team be at its best, and that person is kind of creating this atmosphere around them, which makes the the team uh, experience worse and the culture worse, the people around them chances are good you're going to lose good people in the process because you've let someone stay that probably should have gone and probably should have been moved on and so that's probably the much harder approach than the maybe softer way we started
0: yeah but these are the biggest challenges you face in leadership is what do i do when this person won't change and how do i potentially move them on like that's tough